What is happening? Happy Thunderous Thursday. We are here on the Dream for Something Big, Go for Something Epic podcast. And before I get into it, I just want to say I appreciate your patience with me. I know we're only up to the two lies to stop believing before the end of the year, but on Instagram, we're up on number six. So what I figured is we're going to go through three to six right now. And basically the reason that I feel this so heavy is because it was really heavy on my heart. And these were certain things that I just didn't even know I believed until I sat down, wrote them down and was like, man, okay, these things are actually limiting me from experiencing the life that I'm called to. And so without further ado, we're going to start with number three, lie to break off as we go into 2021 with a foresight for a future to be beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine according to the riches that lie in our beautiful, wonderful, loving God. And that's just that testament to that promise in Ephesians 3. And I want to just plug that in because it's like, if we can get grounded back in that truth, that's what's going to unlock us, set us free to that potential that we have on the inside. So, Lie number three to stop believing. Circumstances will produce joy. Here's the truth behind that. Joy is not a formula of if then I will. It's trying to make an external formula out of something internal and eternal. Joy is not based on on expectations met, bills paid on time, or even more possessions or experiences. It's rooted in the experience that you are in right now, in the present moment. And as we let our perspective be the shifting force to align it back to the truth, we're going to experience that breakthrough that we're looking for and recognizing that circumstances will not produce our joy. Our joy has to be something that is certain in good times and in bads, on the mountaintop and in the lowest of valleys. And so that's where we just have to let our perspective change. That's where we just have to be grounded in that freedom. We have to be grounded in that truth that it's not going to be once I make X amount of money, I'm going to experience joy. Once I make all these bills and they're all paid, then I'm going to experience joy. It's not once I meet that person in my life, then I'm going to experience joy. It's no, we've got to experience joy right now on the inside and let that shine out. I love that the word talks about the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's got to be what keeps us grounded, what keeps us strong, and what keeps us moving forward in the motion that we want to go. And I think that's going to be something powerful, especially in our instant gratification age where everything is just right there in front of us, right there begging for our attention, right there to say, oh, if you have this shiny new car, if you have X amount of dollars in your bank account, that's going to be success. But really defining what success is to you. What does success look like in your life? What does it look like in my life? That's why I wrote, again, that book, Live. It's getting clear on what it is that we want and then figuring out how to implement the steps to get there. So hope that encourages you with that one. But now we're going to jump into number four. We're kind of going rapid fire on this one. I thought this one was funny. Less sleep is somehow better. Now, this is a lie that I actually never believed because the quality rest nourishes your system. But there's people out there that somehow think that less sleep is better. But here's the thing. Sleep regenerates, recalibrates, and regulates our systems. Sleep with the same care that you would doing the most important task of your day. Because in times of quiet and rest, we can position ourselves to receive a divine appointment and experience that feels real or a dream that encourages 
encourages us to wake up and achieve that dream. There's something beautiful. There's something powerful. There's something amazing about dreams. And I believe that dreams are given to us as a source of inspiration to get into action on those dreams. But if we just have just so much tiredness surrounding us, we're not giving ourselves quality sleep, we're not positioning ourselves to receive a beautiful dream, then we're kind of missing the whole point of what's possible in that realm, in that state of being um, in your in your subconscious mind where your body is at rest, your body is asleep, but your mind is alert in a whole different dimension. There's so many different powerful things and it's insane that we spend so much of our time asleep and so much of our time in a dream state that there's got to be power in there that we're not recognizing and that we're not harnessing. And I think it's really important to sleep with the same care as you would doing the most important task of your day. Because realistically, that is the most important task of your day. If you're only at 50%, how are you going to be able to operate with excellence in what you want to do? But if you get a great sleep, if you get a great pleasant slumber nourishing to your system, you're going to wake up on fire and able to achieve every single task that comes your way with excellence and diligence. And that's going to be something that's going to set you apart. It's going to be something that encourages you. And it's going to be something that just allows you to go to sleep the next night knowing that you gave your all and you felt good about it. And so practice good sleep hygiene. What is sleep hygiene? Sleep hygiene is just being mindful of what helps you get to sleep and stay asleep. So for me, I have what I call the lion's den. That's my bedroom. It's got, I've got mattresses. I was blessed to would work with a mattress company that sent me a mattress. So I put my old mattress up on the wall and it's covering the window. So it keeps the noise out, soundproof a little bit and a lot of the light out. And I've got the Himalayan salt lamp. So when it comes to nighttime, I've only got the Himalayan salt lamp on and no other light. So it's a dim light that just gives you enough so that you can see to get around your room. But then once you're in bed, that thing goes off and it's pitch black and it's beautiful and it's quiet. And so, you know, that's my, what I call sleep sanctuary. And it's something that's amazing. It's just creating an environment to have restful, nourishful sleep. And then also being mindful of screen intake, turning the screen off. I like to turn my phone on airplane mode around seven o'clock and that just calibrates you to just be like, okay, no screens, no pinging of the eyes and different things happening. And it allows you to be in that place where you can position yourself to let your mind start to relax, start to wind down. Sometimes I'll do a nice calming, soothing tea, you know, a warm drink that just puts the insides in a good place to rest up and relax and do some light breath work. All these different things just set yourself up to get good quality sleep. And so be mindful of what works for you um, and what can help you. And if you're in a bad pattern of having to have TV or a screen or something to fall asleep, figure out what that is. Start reading. I think it's funny because a lot of people don't read. And there have been times in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go try and read a book before bed and I get a half a page in and I'm already dozing. So it's like if people say they're having trouble falling asleep um, without the TV, figure out another source of entertainment that'll actually tire you out. And then boom, you're, you're setting yourself up for a whole new opportunity to really be aware, intentional and strategical when it comes to sleeping. Number five, struggles are a punishment. And the thing about that is that struggles are not a punishment because resistance produces resilience. And I think resilience is a quality many people want to have, but we've got to be mindful of just like anytime you're working out in a gym to, to gain muscle, to, to gain strength, it's got to get torn down to build back up. And so that resistance that's pushing against you is actually an opportunity for you to push back against it and get stronger through it. So 
Struggles are not a punishment. And I love that in Hebrews 12, verse 11, it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so our intention when we experience resistance is, should be to be trained and strengthened through the process, shaped and molded, pressed down, and burned to be refined. We get burned all the time, and that's okay. Let that burning refine you embrace, endure, and be enlightened. I think that's such a powerful thing. It's like if we can embrace the resistance, actually receive the resistance, you know, I'm going back again to working out. It's like, okay, there's resistance. I'm on my bike and I'm going up a hill. There's some resistance there and it can be a struggle or I can allow it to produce resilience on the inside of me to be like, man, I'm going to get to the top of that hill, but it's going to take something deep on the inside of me that I might not be sure I'm capable of. And so that's if we can push beyond what we think we're physically capable of and exercising that out with a good workout regimen, that's a beautiful way to exercise that thing because then you're able to see it tangibly in the physical and then it also will be able to manifest in the emotional, in the mental, and in the spiritual. So allow these opportunities to come when you experience resistance, when you experience pain, when you experience a hardship. Again, being shaped and molded press down to be shaped you know sometimes you got to get shaped if you're going to make something out of out of clay or out of out of glass right you you have to get it hot you have to get it uh pliable you have to get it into a position and that comes with a bit of pain it comes with changing the chemistry of that um the structure of whatever that thing is, you know, so I'm at a loss for word on that one, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, when it comes to that place, it's like figuring out, okay, how can we change the chemistry of this to mold it into something new to transform it? And I love again, where the word talks about being transformed by renewing your mind. It's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to be strengthened. It's an opportunity to be encouraged. Trained and strengthened through the process, shaped and molded, pressed down, and burned to be refined. So when those burnings come from those people you care about, those people you love, or even those people that might not be on your same wavelength, be refined by it. Be encouraged by it and be transformed by it. It's hard to do, but that's where we have to embrace. The second one, endure. Endurance is tough. Endurance racing, right? It's like miles on end. It's the grind. Life is a journey. Life is a long time. It's a long time that we're here on this earth. It's a long time, but it's also a short time. And time is relative. And ultimately, it is what you make. And time is something you make, not something you have. So we got to be mindful of what that time looks like in our life and figure out ways to be enduring. How can we experience endurance? How can we experience strength? How can we experience you know, the fullness of what it means and enduring. And by enduring and embracing, that leads to enlightenment, right? It's like people are wanting to be enlightened. What does enlightened mean? It means illuminated, right? You, you've got an awareness. You, you've found the light. You've experienced the light. And that's what just puts you and positions you to be in a place, again, going back to that last one, um, or number three, circumstances will produce joy. If you're enlightened, then your joy is apparent for all. And we're called to be the light of the world. So let's light that thing up as much as we can. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And the thing we have the opportunity, it's like, I, I know for times in my life when I was going through a big struggle, it was an opportunity for me to be the light to that to that and shine the light in that and it was a time that like I'm just thinking right now my ACL injury my knee where I couldn't skate for a long time and I was like really going through 
one of the toughest times of my life where everything I loved was kind of taken for a minute, but I had to endure in that. I had to embrace in that. And then I was able to be enlightened. And that's the beauty of the process, the refiner's fire. It's like, it's not fun in the moment, but if we can find joy amongst the process and recognize that, man, that's what we're here to do is to be living, to be alive and to experience, then that's what creates our purpose. That's what creates our passion. That's what experiences our legacy and lets that live out. So it's by the light that's shining in my life can though pick someone up that might be in darkness right now and we have that opportunity i'm sure we can all think of two to three people that we could call right now that are in a dark place and shine a little bit of light on them encourage them to embrace it encourage them to endure it and encourage them to show them the way to find the light and that's where the beauty lies is continuing to build and progress and know that we don't have to have it all figured out all we have to know is that we can come just as we are and seek to learn inquire visualize execute And I tag that book because, man, that's something that lives on the inside of me and I continue to just live by is how do I learn? How do I inquire? How do I visualize? How do I execute? And the beauty in each one of those things, you can never stop learning. There's always something new to learn. Once we think we have it all figured out is the moment that we no longer have an opportunity to grow. And what happens when a tree doesn't grow anymore? It dies, and that's what a lot of people happens with a lot of people. They stop learning, they stop living. Living is learning. Learning is living. Inquiring, digging deep, finding out the hows and the whys. Why do things work the way they do? How can I achieve success? Really being mindful of that and asking those questions, reaching out to people that have been where you're at and seeing what wisdom and insight that they have. Inquiring of those people, what strengths, what values, what qualities did they have to develop on the inside of them in order to experience the success that they have visualize we can never stop visualizing the moment we lose the vision for our life and the purpose the moment we succumb to the culture of the world and lose our strength i mean there's power in vision vision carries strength vision carries opportunity to be able to see a future that you might not be able to see in the physical but you know within your heart is possible and tangible The body achieves what the mind believes. My great friend, Dr. Sean Drake, gave me that poster, and I have it hang up in my house. And um, it just continues to remind me that, man, we've got to be able to see it in our mind to achieve it in our life. And that's where the visualization comes in. Execution. Execution is each and every day waking up with the decision to be made that I'm going to execute this day well, that I'm going to experience this day well, and through the execution. And it's all back to choice. We have a choice every single day to wake up and chase what we desire or succumb to the pattern of this world and settle for a life less than what we are called to. And that's what I want to encourage you more than anything out of this podcast is to wake up with a fire on the inside to make the decisions that are going to lead you to the life that you're called to, to lead you to the opportunity and the greatness that lies on the inside of you. Honor your life, cherish your life, develop your life, and continue to to multiply the opportunities, multiply the relationships, make them just so beautiful. Everything that we do is back to a relational level. We have a relationship with our health. We have a relationship with our God. We have a relationship with our family, with our brothers, with our sisters, with our significant other. We have a relationship with our career, a relationship with our passion, a relationship 
with uh, everything, every level, with our mind. There's a, there's a relationship there. And so if we can look at it through the lens of that and develop it in that way and recognize that the opportunity is up to us to make it into something beautiful. We can just sit by and let things happen or we can actually beautifully create them and customize that future that we want. And that leads us in to number six, to get caught up. Lie number six to break off. What I say doesn't matter. Here's the truth. Words will either build up or tear down. Proverbs 18:12 says, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Our words will either build up someone or something in our life or tear them or it down. We need to be discerning, hold the tongue, mind the thought and speak the life that someone needs to hear. And I know this is true in my life. And what do you say about yourself? What do people say about you? What are some agreements that you've made in the past? And this is something that I'm speaking from a place of conviction right now because there's been things I've agreed to in the past that have been spoken over me that have still had power over me. But you've got to make the decision to break those things and speak what ultimately God says about you and ultimately what the creator of this beautiful universe says about you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made for such a time as this, that there's a purpose, there's a destiny, there is beauty on the inside of you, though you might be a little bit dirty, that there's gold on the inside of you. And to figure that out, what does that look like? How can you find it? And just start speaking these beautiful things over your life with who it is that you're called to be. Again, my word for this year was focus, faithful, obedient, courageous, understanding, serving. Did I act faithful every day? Probably not. I know I miss the mark a lot. Was I obedient every day? Most likely not. Was I courageous every day? No. There's times that I stood back when I should have stood up. Was I understanding every time? I tried to be understood before I would try and understand someone else. Was I serving all the time? No, most likely not. I was serving myself rather than others. And that's not what I'm called to do. That's not what I feel in my heart I'm here to do. I'm here to ultimately serve a purpose, serve a destiny, create a legacy. And that's what I'm ready to do. That's what I'm excited to do. And I've learned a lot this year. I've learned a whole heck of a lot this year. My mind has been just truly growing in this season of uncertainty, in this season of unrest rest in this season of what in the world is going on? Do we even know? Where's the truth? Who knows at this point? That's where we have the opportunity to grow. That's where we have the opportunity to, again, let that resistance produce resilience on the inside of us. And I want to encourage you guys today, again, be discerning. What does that mean? Be discerning of the decisions that we make, of the words that we're going to speak, and ask yourself, okay, is this word going to encourage and build up this opportunity in my life, or is it going to tear it down? How am I speaking when I wake up in the morning? If I look at my life and say, man, that's the person I want to be, I've got to ask myself, how's that person going to wake up in the morning? What are they going to look like when they wake up? How are they going to speak over their life when they wake up? How are they going to speak to the people that they encounter on a daily basis? And we've got to be able to be builders. We have to be a builder. I think it's so funny, and I didn't really have this revelation until earlier this year as well, that my name is Beaver. And what does a beaver do? A beaver builds a dam. And what does that dam do? It creates an environment for an entire ecosystem to flourish, and it builds it. How does it build it? By carrying the wood with its teeth. It carries it in its mouth and 
creates that environment, just like us. We're able to speak that environment out through our mouth and have those words that are going to edify, encourage, and enlighten others. So we got to be discerning in that and really be mindful of, is this word going to bring life? Is it going to build up or is it going to tear down? Sometimes we do need to tear down. If there's a wall that's in front of us that we need to tear down. So we got to be discerning and know when to speak that and when to not and hold the tongue. That's another one. When should we not speak? When should we just listen? When should we, again, seek to understand before being understood? And mind the thought. Recognize our thoughts. It starts in a thought before it becomes a word, before it comes and manifests in the physical. So we got to realize, all right, where is this thought coming from? Is this a great belief system or is this a negative belief system? Is it keeping me positive or is it keeping me retracted to something else? And that's where we need to be mindful of that. Mind that thought, take that thought captive and encourage that thought to be transformed. And speak the life that someone needs to hear. Each and every day we have an opportunity from the gas station clerk to the person checking us out at the grocery store to our best friend whose number's in our phone right now to our parents, to our loved ones, whoever that might be. Speak that life that someone needs to hear because we all have that opportunity each and every day. And now more than ever, we are divided But it's ultimately time to reconcile, come together, and how do we do that? By speaking life and building each other up. So hope this encouraged you. We're caught up right now on lives three to six, and we're breaking off two more before we step into 2021. Again, this is a conviction of stuff that I'm walking through myself right now and the eight lives that I want to stop believing so that I'm able to flourish in 2021. You.